All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. So before we go to the petrol head, we've got uh, quite a few comments coming in about the conversation with Monde Sitole. Obviously, you guys feel that our education system in this country needs a total rethink. One of the uh, SMSs coming from Andy in Makanda or Grahamstown saying, Hey, Michelle, what a brilliant discussion with Monde Sitole. Schools are not providing appropriate education and we need a huge rethink. Ingenier- uh, ingenuity applied to true education interaction. Imagine it. Thanks for the inspiration. Well, he certainly is inspirational, Monde Sitole. But it does raise the question of are we going in the right direction with our education and with our young people, given the major shifts and changes that are taking place globally, not just in technology, but also in environment and in many other spaces as well, including the impact of COVID. He's on the line. He's on the couch. He's got his cup of coffee. It's our petrol head. Nico, how are you? I am very good, Michelle. And how are you? Uh, I'm better than James Brown, as always. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, Nico, um, yes. is life treating you with respect? Very much. It's going to be a lovely day in Pretoria. Not too warm. Um, you know, last few days have been warm, but it's a little bit cooler. Looks like we're going to have some rain in the weekend. So I'm chilled at home. Just, I'm looking forward to a nice, easy weekend. Good. I hope you're going to bry. Oh, I am. I've got some uh, deboned rib Ooh, that I'm going to bry Okay, so have you got your Anyway, let's not digress. Yeah, let's not digress to the lamb ribs, although it sounds delicious. But (laughs) have you got your clock and your timer out? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes, um, let me just get it ready. I'll count you down in four, three, two, one, go. the lucky Alan Roger, Roger, Polly Temba, Hans Jet, Crew, Ian, Hans Fish, Lucky Ranji, Raditi, Rod, Gulani, Temba, Gail, Ray, Anthony, Anthony, Nick, Temba, Kal, Mahungu, Eldred, Uwe, Lynn, Lynn's husband, Charlie, Ranjay, Casper, Gerald, Aubrey, Alan, Jet, Crew, Peter, Bongani Award. Oh, 13 seconds. Uh, Not so, bad. It's almost, even with that little stumble, it wasn't Yeah, bad. there was a little stumble, so it was a second yes. more than expected. Hmm. Okay, so that's the 52-week challenge. We literally are like on week 38 or something. It's, it's moving along quite, quite rapidly. And last week's winner was Bongani. We do have Bongani on the line. Bongani, hello. Hello, Michelle. Good morning. And you, Nico. Good morning. Hello, Bongani. How are you? Fine. How are you, my wonderful man? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you. I'm really good. So, Bongani, um, you answered the question with style last week, and I yes. suppose we have to, like, throw the question at you this week. How are you feeling? Do yes. you feel like a winner? Oh, oh I'm so excited. Uh, thank you for having me in your wonderful program, and it's so informative. I'm ready for the question. Uh, we're ready to hear you answer that you become Bongani, yes. Bongani. Bongani, <laughs> I have to say, I'm going to have to apologize, because this question is really tough, because... I had another question, which I'll tell everybody afterwards, but I realized it's too easy to Google. So then I had to change to a really tough question. So for Bongani, I'm already going to say this one is going to be a hard nut to crack. So the question, Ooh. Bongani, is what yes. does the Lamborghini Miura and the Austin Mini have in common? What does a Lamborghini Miura and an Austin Mini have in common? They're not built by one, one at the same. Are they not built by one in the same contractor? 
No, that's a, that's a really good, I would say that's a great guess. But it's not the right answer, but a very, very good guess for Ghani, definitely, but not the right answer. Okay, because it's so tough, I'm saying, because I'm just a nice kind of a girl, uh, Bongani, one more choice. Yes. Give it give it another shot, just because you can. Yeah, I agree. I will give you one more go, because it's really tough. Okay, the last shot. Mm. I think they have the same engine capacity. No, not at all, actually. The one, the, the, the one, no, not, not, okay, I'm not, yeah, not, not at all. Not, not right. But again, a good case. Those are really good, clever guesses. So, oh. not the right answers, Bongani, but very good guesses, I would say. Okay, thank you, Nico. Oh, Bongani, thank we you wanted so you to have your name up twice. Nevertheless, you can give it a shot later. Bongani, thanks for joining us all the way from Peter Maritzburg. I love that place, actually. Thank you so much, Michan. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you on the line. That's Bongani and Peter Maritzburg. And, Nico, what a question. You're like just getting mean-spirited here. I can see it. No, not at all. So let In me tell you about age. the first one I had, which I thought was fun, and I'll tell you about it, but it was too easy, so I had to go to a backup question. Um, so... The first question was this, um, and uh, 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 the question is basically, who wrote this letter? So a person wrote this letter to Henry Ford, and he said in the letter, while I still have got breath, breath in my lungs, I will tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Ford exclusively, exclusively when I could uh, get away with one. For sustained speed and freedom from trouble, the Ford has got every other car's skin. And even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you got in the V8. So the question would be, who wrote that letter? Well, I would, I would guess yes? that it's someone who was involved in the alcohol trade in the States because they would have had to have major getaway cars. No, it's not. You see, it's too easy. It's not bad. Actually, it was written, you know, uh, who Clyde Barrow is. He sounds so, like a criminal. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie and, and Clyde. Clyde, of course. So, the so it was a getaway car. So, yeah, so what had happened is that um, Ford made the first uh, affordable V8 car in America. And by 1932, those cars were everywhere. They were very popular. So what happened is that when, when Clyde Barrow um, um, could steal a car, he would normally try and steal a Ford or would steal a Ford because they were fast. So he could race away from the police. And, of course, he had great, great driving skills. Okay, so, so uh, you're, apparently you're, also he had quite a good sense of humour, and that's why he wrote that letter to Henry Ford. So Clyde from Bonnie and Clyde wrote a letter to Henry Ford because his car was a getaway car. You see, I'm, I might not be on point, but my brain does think laterally. Admit it. Exactly, very good. But you see, it was too easy, and like I said, then I had to go to a backup one, which is really terribly hard. So okay. Anyway, let's see how that so, goes. So my heart goes out to Bongani just because of that. Nevertheless, the question is: What is the link between the Lamborghini Mura and the Austin Mini? Is that what correct? do they have in common? What they have something in common? Do they have in common the Austin Mini or the Lamborghini Mura? And you can SMS us. On 41391, and I would start getting those SMSs in. I see there's a couple that are already coming in. And you can also WhatsApp us on 0614104107. 0614104107. What is the connection? What is the connection? What, is the, what do they have in common? What? A Lamborghini Mura yeah. and a Austin Mini. What do they have in common? The Lamborghini Mura and the Austin Mini. We put it out there, and we wait in anticipation. Nico, tell me what's going on in the car world. 
All right, so let's talk about Hyundai's new i10. Um, so the, the grand i10, and i10 is a really popular car in South Africa. It's done really, really very well for, for, for Hyundai. So Hyundai has just um, introduced their new grand i10 into the market. Um, and I must say, it's a, it's a good-looking little city car. It's, um, it's, um, if you look at the front, you know, Hyundai's big um, grille with um, then very sculpted headlights. And nice air intakes on the front, so smooth lines, and um, you can have it, let's say, with a, a red car with a black roof. So a, a nice looking little city car, and the same as, as on the inside. Of course, it's an entry level car, so um, basic layout. I think is nice and clear with a touch screen and an easy laid out control. So um, as a little city car, I think it, it's it's not bad looking. Um, you know, you're not going to get a, a sculptural vehicle for that price, but I think for what it offers, it's good looking. Okay, so have you tested it? Yeah, so um, performance-wise, it comes with two engines. There's a 1-litre and a 1.2. Now, both of those, you know, the 1-litre is uh, 49 kilowatts and 94 newton meters of torque. So I think when you drive it, it's okay. You have to, um, I think when you load people, you'll probably feel um, um, the weight of the car a little bit more. But um, even though the power of 49 kilowatts, 94 newtons is, all right, it actually the performance is, I think, okay, because this will probably be more of a city car. If you want something a bit more powerful, you can go for the, the bigger engine, which will then be uh, uh, 1.2 liters, which will give you 61 kilowatts and 114 newton meters of torque. But I think even, like I said, the one liter actually nowadays, um, it's power-wise and performance-wise, it's more than enough for a little city car. Um, also, it's actually quite well-stick, Michelle. Um, so um, standard things, uh, like I said, touchscreen, um, ABS brakes in all the cars, keyless entry, which is quite cool, and parking sensors at the back. So I think, um, you know, standard-wise, if you're looking for an entry-level car, it's not bad. So, okay, how fuel much? Con- what's yes. the cost? What's the cost and what's the fuel consumption? Okay, so fuel consumption is 5.4 litres for the 1 litre and 5.9 litres for the 1.2. And basically it comes in, in two levels. You either get a motion or a fluid. Um, the motion is the entry-level and the fluid is the, the highest-spec one. The um, the grand so the motion comes in at a, entry level for the manual is 191,000 and the auto is 216 and for the grand i10 it's 230 kilowatts uh, for the manual uh, for, that's the one the fluid and uh, the automatic is 256. So if you were in the market for a car, would you get one? Yeah, I think you definitely it's worth a consideration. You know, it's, it's a hotly contested segment. Um, of course, cars like uh, uh, the Dustin goes there, Renault Quid is there, um, you've got Ford Figo, and then, of course, the Polo Vivo, which really dominates the segment. So normally, uh, the um, Polos, um, the Vivo especially, outsell these little cars in the, in the segment quite by quite a margin. So your first, I would guess, the first look would always be the Vivo, but I definitely would give this car a look. I would definitely go test drive it and see what it's like because it does, uh, does offer good value um, um, for money and, and a good package and good support throughout the country. Okay. And you know what? Just one thing about these small engines. Um, yeah. I get that so often when, when, when people look at the latest cars and, you know, not even necessarily the I-10. You get bigger cars that you might pay 400000 for and they have 1-litre engines and 1.2-litre engines. And still people, when they hear that, they go, mm, I'm not sure if this is going to work, such a small engine. But it's mm. always worth a drive because when you drive and the cars, of course, are all turbocharged. A lot of them, okay, the, the, the Honda isn't turbocharged, but it's a smaller car. 
but some of the bigger cars, they're turbocharged, and when you go drive them, you, you, you are blown away by the performance. So when you're buying, even with salespeople, we try and teach them not to tell customers initially the engine size, but rather say the kilowatts until they test them in the car, because people are put off by engine size, and when they actually drive the car and they, they realize how well it performs, they realize you shouldn't. You shouldn't anymore look at engine size. You should drive the car and then see what it's like because you'll be blown away. So, Nico, you know, it's an interesting thing that you're talking about as well. And I've been thinking a lot about it after our uh, Minister of Finance's speech. We are without a doubt going into a time which is going to be extremely challenging. And people are going to need cars which are low on petrol and generally low on costs. Are you, do you think that this could be one of those? Definitely. Of course, it depends on the situation, Michelle. You know, you, uh, your situation of... Because this car probably wouldn't be somebody's... If you're a student or a young person, um, um, then, um, or, uh, then it might be your car. But for people that have families, this car is just not going to cut the, the bill because simply there's, it needs... You, you don't have enough boot space because, mm. you know, it is a small little car. So a car like this, as I said, probably second car... Where if you're looking um, for cars for families, definitely right now, Michelle, the second-hand market is booming. If I speak to people um, at dealerships or if I look at uh, buying a second-hand cars, that market is doing really well because um, exactly what you're saying, people are looking and saying, listen, maybe I should downscale. I should sell my mm-hmm. car. I should buy a smaller uh, a car that's more affordable uh, to run, a car that's more affordable to maintain, um, Plus, uh, if you're looking at the second-hand market, um, if you buy a two-, three-year-old car, you can buy a pretty good car for a lot less than a new car. Because unfortunately, because um, of the situation and, and the, the weak currency, um, the rand isn't as very strong, that makes cars, the prices are just going up and up and up. And they, it's crazy when I look at what new cars cost. And even what I can, you know, if I look at what, what a car I would love to buy, I just can't afford it. Yeah. So definitely that's the case. And that's why the second-hand market is so strong. Um, um, and, and those dealers' cars are flying in and out. So um, they're in a good position. Even I, I was just chatting to somebody the other day. They said, if you're buying a second-hand car now, um, the, the dealers probably have a strong hand because the cars are so popular. And if you're not buying that car, somebody else might buy it after you. So, yeah, it is an interesting uh, – but it's also interesting how strong the market still is, even in the tough times. Yeah. You know, the, the cars are still being sold, but definitely the second-hand market is the strong one. Okay, we've got to go into a break, but before we do, what's the question once again? Okay, the question is, what does the Lamborghini Mura and the Austin Mini have in common? They have something in common. What is that? Or is something similar to these cars? What is that? And you can WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107, 0614-104-107, or you can SMS us on 41391, 41391. Don't forget to also leave your name. It always helps to have uh, the name as well, and we will get back to you. There's a couple of things coming in. It's all very diverse, but... Uh, I suspect I might know which one is the right answer. Who knows, though? It's 10 to 9. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. So what's uh, going on also further in the car world, Nico? All right. So um, last week I wanted to talk about um, the Katai, um, um, and we didn't get to that. And there's actually a mid, what we, what, what, what um, Nissan calls the Midnight Edition Cash Kai. Uh, and effectively what happens is normally manufacturers, when you get, start to get towards the end of the life cycle of the, the vehicle, they bring out special edition cars. So 
cars with features or different designs, and that's the case with the Midnight Edition. So what you get is you get black styling details, so 19-inch um, what they call wind alloy wheels, which are black, black roof rails and mirror caps, yeah. black grill, black skid plate, black lower bumper on the vehicle. On the inside, you get very nice Alcantara um, covered seats, black detailing on the air vents and the gear lever, black stitching on the floor. So quite an aggressive-looking vehicle. So if you've always been a cash car fan, um, then this is maybe something to consider, especially if you have it in a darker color with all these dark details. It looks very, very menacing. And then, of course, standard, it actually is really well spec um, with a lot of standard features in the Midnight Edition. So um, there's th- things that's called moving object detection, um, which tells you if there's um, uh, possible coll- uh, um, pedestrians that you're going to hit, forward collision warning if you're going to hit a car in front, emergency braking, blind spot warning, cross-traffic alert, so when you're reversing out and the car's coming, you don't hit that car. So it really is a, a well-spec vehicle with, with a lot of standard specs. It comes only with one engine, which is actually, um, let's call it a tried and tested engine. So it's uh, an engine that's been used in the, ca- and the, the cash car quite a lot. And again, it's a, just a small little engine in, when you listen to the name or the size. It's a 1.2 liter turbo petrol, but it develops 85 kilowatts and 100 and, uh, 190 newton meters. So actually, really, um, when you drive it and you, you, you didn't know it's a 1.2, you'd be surprised. It comes standard, um, you know, mated. Or the gearbox is a CVT, which is a continuous variable transmission, so a very smooth gearbox. So if you're looking for something different and something that's good-looking and aggressive, but, um, then definitely give the, the Cash Kai Midnight Edition a look. Sounds fabulous. Nico, I'm going to crack in because we've got a lot of responses to your questions. Oh, okay. So what do the Lamborghini Mirror and Austin Mini have in common? Now, when I look at the answers, there seem to be quite a few things that they have in common. But nevertheless, I'm going to start. So Liz, Liz and Kimberly says speed, which I'm assuming is not correct. Um, someone uh-huh. else said egg-shaped. I thought that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to keep then, – then Joanne says – Joanne says – and they have the same steering wheel. Um, you can say no or yes hey, if you want to. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I'm waiting for the end. No. Yeah. And then Simon says, Simon and KwaZulu Natal says they were both designed on the back of a cigarette box. <laughs> no. Um, I like then, it. Then um, there was someone else who said they both have glass. Okay. Uh, all cars have glass. Okay. Then. Nope. Nope. That's not the thing. Then, then um, we've got uh, the engines are mounted behind the car, but that's not really a full answer. And no, then someone, no. um, Imran, Imran from Vitbank says, the things that they have in common is they have the same design and the same transmission and the engine is positioned the same. Wow, Imran, woohoo! Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, because there's a whole lot of other ones that says um, Eldred says they they use transversely mounted engines. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I would say why Imran is correct because not only is the engine so transverse means the engine sits sideways. So if you look at um, a smaller car today, yeah. Um, let's take the the, the item we spoke about. The yeah. engine sits sideways. In other words, it's it's mounted um, from left to right. Um, but what happens is if you have a bigger engine, like let's imagine you have any V12 today, they would normally sit longitudinally. In other words, a V12 would sit away from a car. So if you take a, 
a V12 powered car, the engine sits in a straight line. And normally what happens with most cars is that the gearbox sits behind the engine. Um, in the case of the Mini and the Mura, what was really interesting with both these cars um, is that the engine sits transverse, especially in the case of the Mura, because it's a V12. So having a big 12-cylinder engine uh, mounted transversely is, 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 is quite interesting. And then having the gearbox basically below that and integrated um, is interesting for the Mura. Of course, for the Mini, you had small packaging because you had a small little um, city car um, and you had to get everything in there. And that was one of the secrets for the Mini was the transverse engine and gearbox below. And then for the Mira, um, it also helped with the packaging, but in the Mira, it was mid-engine. So a Mira today, by the way, is considered one of the most beautiful cars ever made uh, and also an extremely expensive car. If you're buying a second-hand version, version of the Mura or any classic, they are really expensive because they're very, very popular. So, so let's just be clear here. The reason that Imran from Witsbank has won is because you were a bit cheeky. You said, what do they have in common? And people assumed that there was only one thing in common, which in some cases, I think Colin and Sedgefield said they had the same designer. Jan said they had the same designer. Yep. So they no, had, they had yeah. more than one thing in common, which was they what? had the same designer the same transmission, and the engine was positioned the same transversely. I'm not sure about the designer. Um, the designer is... The, the answer, I'm yeah. not sure about the designer. The answer is actually the, the engine layout and gearbox below. That was the secret. Well, apparently they That's do they have, have the same called. designer. The same designer really? is, if I'm not mistaken, Alex Isagonis. Yes. Alex Isagonis? Isagonis. I don't know how you spell it. Oh, really? So, mate, well, you see, I didn't even know that. Um, okay, so, so well, maybe is... that's the truth. And if that's the truth, let me double check because then, of course, that is also right. Well, that would be the only reason that Imran would be the first winner because he then got more than one. Yes, exactly. So um, let's, yeah, exactly. But also, he got the transit engine with the gearbox below. Okay, fantastic. So, Imran, you from Vitbank, you are the winner, and we'll be connecting with you next week. Nine o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.